the moment you've all been waiting for. Adam Liverpool, England! It was super necessary. Hello and welcome back to Super Necessary. Great night of fights on Saturday, uh, or Sunday for us rather. Fantastic night of fights. Uh, we crowned a new lightweight champion of the world. A man very, very deserving of that honour. Yeah. I think the whole MMA world is, is very happy for him and rightly so. Um, I say I don't think there was anyone in all of MMA more deserving of being champ at the minute. So we'll obviously get to that. Uh, and look at some of the other fights from the card. We're not going to go over it in full. Just going to pick out some of the more noteworthy fights on the card. Um, <clears throat> before we go, before we start properly, um, we normally forget about this, so I'm making sure we don't this time. <laughs> want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Enhanced CBD. Um, as we've said, if you go over to their socials, check them out. They've got some great, great deals on. Um, Enhanced is without the second day. Um, on I believe the on at enhanced underscore official on both socials on Twitter and Instagram. So I say head over to them. They've got some great products, some um, some gear for you to wear as well, um, which is always nice. And if you use the code Super Necessary at checkout, you'll get yourselves ten percent off. Who doesn't like to save a bit of money? Lovely, always a win. Lovely, jubbly. So yeah, UFC two sixty two is is in the bag. Um, another one down, yeah. <laughs> another one. Um, it's it's nice, isn't it? We've we've got fights every week. To to we've said it for the past year or so now. During the pandemic, there's just UFC are just continuing to put fights out every week, and um, that seventy five k bonus. Um, yeah. People 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 were aiming to kill people, like, but I, we didn't get as many finishes as I was hoping. In all honesty, like, but. I know. I, I think two two sixty one. Like they came out to the give the fans what they wanted. You know, from the bottom to the top, it delivered. This one, it was. You know, you got some some moments, um, but I don't think it was. It didn't seem to be as much agency. I don't know if that's a word. No. Um, it didn't it seem was to always going to be hard to top the sort of finishes of. Of two six one, especially, you know, um, Rose's head kick. Yeah. Following by Usman's <clears throat> like iconic photograph knockout. Yeah. Um, they they were always going to be hard to top, but we still had some. Say we still got some really good finishes. We had some really good fights on there. Um, what 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 was your thoughts on the Houston crowd compared to the Florida crowd in the last main event? Sometimes if it, it felt like um no means it sound bad, but it sounded like at some points they were asleep. It was like it was quiet, even though the arena weren't packed, you know, it was still quiet and then as soon as like the you know, the fight thing come up, it's like they they woke up or something. You know what I mean, but yeah. I don't know if that's you know, like that with Texas anyway, the kinda 
chilled and then they react. What, what I weren't a fan of is, is the booing. That's one thing I haven't missed. No, don't think anyone has. I think I don't know what it is with Texas. I mean, they had, um, they had the Billy Joe Saunders and Canelo fight in Texas a week or two before. And don't get me wrong, different size crowds, 70,000 people there in yeah. attendance. But the crowd seemed pumped for it from the way it go, you know what I mean? Yeah. So why are they waiting for this? I, I don't know. Um, maybe they used the good all news the energy is, on that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. The good news is um, Vegas is now declared mask-free and no social distancing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, looks like right. um, looks like they'll be able to put events on in Vegas, which is let's be honest, it's the home of fighting in America at least. Anyway, yeah. Uh, no, you can get back to the MGM. You can get back to wherever you want to go, Mandalay Bay Arena. Um, you know these iconic, iconic venues. I'm lucky enough to be for. I'm you know very fortunate. I'm going to be staying in the MGM in yeah. September. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm there on a weekend. But if there's fights there that weekend, um, then you know I'll be asking people if they want to come on Super Necessary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. I know you got to fight. I know you're fighting like in a minute, but like. Come on, podcast instead. Yeah, come come speak to us. You know, yeah, no, but um, it, it's good. So little by little, things are things are looking up. You know, more places yeah. are you know getting a bit more lenient, and you know what I mean. And it's it, it's good, especially for UFC. I think the UFC, the UFC's only going to get bigger with this because mm-hmm. they're going to be able to go to places they still haven't been, and even when they go back to places they have been, because it's been that long, people are just going to love it. No, I mean, so the man's going to be through the roof, isn't he? Um, yeah. But I think for me, it's just, you know, I was, I wouldn't say I was all for the lockdown and stuff like that. I accepted that it was needed because of the way the world was. We didn't have the vaccine at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, you'll, you will get people who are like, oh, but flu's around and we, we don't lock down for that. We've had the vaccine for flu since before we any we were born. Yeah, yeah. That's why we don't have to lock down for the flu. If there was no lockdown, if there was no lockdown, if there was no vaccine for the flu, then we'd probably be in the same situation. Now that we've got a vaccine, multiple vaccines for COVID, you know, it, it is time to gradually bring the world back to normal. Well, so, it puts puts people at, at ease as well, doesn't it? No, and there's a, you know, there's a thing there that that helps, you know, because you know your immune system is good, yeah. But obviously, it's only going to do so much fighting off a, a new. A new infection or a new variant, yeah. you know. So having that, to and people, help. and you know, like we're both fortunate. You're in your job, you obviously need to get the the vaccine. Yeah, and um, me, I've I've got it purely, so I can go to America. I'm hoping <laughs> that's that's going to be enough. Yeah, but we've everyone's got the reasons why they do or don't don't want it, and you know, you just got to respect them opinions. But it, like I say, it is it is now the time to be starting to, to get things back, get going, the world yeah. back to normal. That's it. Um, uh, apparently, a little a little uh, fact when everything opened up yesterday. Apparently, in I don't know if it was just in Liverpool or whatever, but I don't know where where this is from. But it's on the radio. Apparently, like two point eight million was spent every second. Apparently, yeah, that'll definitely just be in Liverpool. That there'll be people who were like. <laughs> banging on doors at eight o'clock in the morning let me in yeah. you know on the pubs I've been waiting for this for months yeah going in the pub I want 14 pints I don't even care just give me 14 pints yeah um, and that's, I want that every every hour 
on yeah. the hour. I know, yeah. And um, another little thing um, is really MMA releases. Uh, August, I think the UFC is coming to London. They haven't confirmed it, but Bisbee kind of confirms it without realising. Said he's going to be commentating yeah. and, and he, well, think, he um, happened to be back in London. So. Paddy has mentioned it as well himself, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, which possibly it's Hill and Brun- Brunson yeah. that's being booked as well. So yeah, and I think Pat, I think the way it was sounding is Paddy's going to get booked for his debut on that London card, which makes sense. We'll be excited for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking um, forward to that. As walkout alone is worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be but, uh, madness. Like. It is. But yeah, let, let's let's get into some of the noteworthy fights from the card, then, shall we? So. Um, there was a few good good fights on the early early prelims. Um, stand out on that was probably the first fight, Sean Soriano, and mm. uh, Christos. I don't know how to pronounce his second name. Christos Giagos, I'm going to say. Probably wrong. I'll but... let you take that one. <laughs> it's normally me that's getting them wrong, so I'll let you take that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. Good comeback win for um, Christos. Mm. Done well, second round. Um, very. I haven't really seen that choke too often. So I'm, trying, um, I'm trying to think of it now. It's put down as a, 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 bra- a Brabo choke. Yeah. Right. I'm trying to think because it was like the, the, the first fight of the night. It's like, I'm trying, trying yeah. to remember that, like, <laughs> how it went. Especially that we were watching it on a phone, not on the telly. Like, yeah. It makes it makes it harder. So. I know, yeah. Um, but now we've done well. You, you come back, you, you know. I think they're the, they're the exciting fights, aren't they? When somebody gets sort of not necessarily dominated, but clearly loses the first round and then yeah. comes out and, and turns it around to either win convincingly the second round or just win the fight. So, that's it, fair that's play. A, a comeback, and everyone, everyone likes that kind of comeback. Yeah. Um, the other two fights on the early, early prelims, they were, they were okay. Nothing to, nothing to write home about, really. Yeah. Um, on to the ESPN prelims, and um, you had the uh, you had the flyweight women's flyweight, Andrea Lee and Antonina Shevchenko. Yeah, or if you, I think it was Rogan Valentina. No, I know, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure someone from, actually called her Valentina. Yeah, she goes from the main event to the first fight on the prelims. Yeah, um, madness. Some drop for the champion. <laughs> but well, um, um, yeah. She hasn't got the, I don't know, Antonina, she hasn't got the, like, explosiveness as of Valentina. She doesn't yeah. seem to have the, the urgency. I don't know, I, I don't know if killer instinct is the right sort of phrase to use, but it will say something. <laughs> well, yeah. No, there's just, just something Antonina seems to lack as a, as compared to, to Valentina, but taking nothing away from Andrea Lee, um, you know, the finish mm. pretty much went on for the whole of the second round until she eventually tapped. Yeah, well, that, that's the first thing that I wanted. One of the things people need to stop comparing Antonina to Val. You know, the two completely different fighters, yet the sisters and they come from yeah, a, a similar backgrounds. And I mean, that's going to happen. And then when you have siblings, you know, that's you it. do get compared, it's or the same you know, way. you're supposed to look up to someone, but. Just, it's the same it, with any sport, though. It's like, you know, Nathan Nifty has will always get compared. Yeah. You go into football, you've got, like, you know, Gary Neville and Phil Neville. Everyone always knew Gary was the better player. 
well, it, it's even on head. even on the commentary. I mean, they were comparing that, and it's I don't know. It's going to happen, but I, I don't think it necessarily should, especially when you consider both of them. You know what I mean? It's two different two different levels, and so it's going to happen. It's, it's just one of them one of them things. It's 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 an easy base to compare off. That's why they do it. It's not like you have to go. Oh well, she's like this fighter, or she's like that fighter. It's like you can compare to yeah. different fighters, you're right. But it's easy to compare them because the sisters they train probably together. They yeah. train in the same place. It's easy to compare how the different but the same. If you know, so yeah, I understand that. Life, but it annoys me sometimes when they're on different levels, two different faces and stuff. But hey ho, I've got no problem with it myself. But <laughs> um, yeah, triangle armbar. It was it was a good it was a good finish. I thought she was going to hold out and not tap, to be honest with you, but obviously it got to the point where it was too much. Yeah, at a certain point, I thought, like, can can they actually finish this? Because she was moving around a lot and, you know, looking for different angles. And, you know, do you even say it? Why is she grabbing, like, the back of the neck and pulling down? You know, it's... But... Yeah. In her defence, she done really well. know she stayed composed. A lot of people would... Look straight for the finish, but she made sure that she had it sunk in properly, you know, and then obviously turned it into the armbar, which obviously when, when, when you when you put it under that shoulder and extend it, unless you're Tony Ferguson, you know, you you you're tapping. <laughs> yeah, I say it's it's just perseverance, isn't it? Yeah, you've got to have a bit of that sometimes, you know. It's not, and she done well not to, you know. She, she had, I'd say she had older that hole for a long time. She, She's obviously worked on that. She's done well not to sort of gas herself out, tired herself yeah. out. Yeah, definitely. And that as well. So, yeah, it was, yes. it was a good finish. I mean, if, if that went to the third round, you know, how do you think that, that would have went? Considering she'd held that for a full round, her legs probably would have <sighs> been gassed. Yeah, I think if it, if she if Antonina had managed to get into the third, I wouldn't necessarily say she would have won. But I think she would have had the advantage despite being in the hole for so long. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, good win. She um, obviously moves on to something something better now. So let's wait and see what she what she has in store next. Yeah. Um so the next one we're gonna look at is um Lando Vanata and Mike Grundy. Um now this is um, I I would say contentious um Judging scoring mm. um by one judge anyway. Um <clears throat> so for me this so we just just want to we were rooting for Mike Grundy. He's from he's from our he's from our neck of the woods. Yeah. You know, we, we wanted them to do well. This was our first time seeing him properly and we were really, really rooting for him. Um but personally, and I think you were the same, I don't think he won a single round. No, I, I as I say, I mean you look at the takedowns, but I mean, you say takedowns, but you never really took him down, did he? Because he obviously. I think he, he got a, he stuffed. I think he, I think he attempted it, 20 three off, out of 20. And he got three. Three out of 20. But it but was even, even then. He got straight back up. Exactly. So it's, to me, like, the takedown only really counts when you do something with it. You know what I mean? It's. I don't know. Like, like, like we were saying, he was throwing the one punch the right hand and it was, mm. it was doing damage. If he had followed up, 
Yeah. I think it could have been a, a different a different kind of night for him, but definitely. He was too too invested in his wrestling. Yeah. And again, we've said we've said it before and in fairness, I know people out there will say, you know, it's easy to say, but we're not in there. We don't know what the strategy is and things like that. And that mm. that's fair enough, but you know, all we can do is look at what we're seeing and, and the takedowns obviously weren't working. Like you said, three out of twenty he, he scored and even then he got straight back up. There's got to surely be a point in that where you just go even even as coaches though should in my opinion be going, This isn't working. Double up on your punches, double up on your strikes. Yeah. You are catching him, you you're worrying him with your shots. Because he was worrying him with his shots, definitely. Yeah. And if he, he would have landed the same combos he would have, I think he would have finished them. So it's a, it's a shame um, that he was so heavy on his, on his wrestling because I think if he would have just tried to strike a bit more often, yeah, um, it would have been it would have been a different fight completely. Definitely, and as I said before we started, I think I've seen like an article where he said I'm going to show everyone that either he's got a wrestling or UK he's got a wrestling army, and maybe. He was dead set on proving that point that he didn't prove the point sort of thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. But here's what it is: he'll he'll be back and you know. Oh yeah, see look forward to see him again. Don't get me wrong. Um, so especially for us, we always we always root for the people, you know, either fighting out the gyms in our city or yeah. around our city. Um, you know, they had Mike Gundias from Wigan for some reason. Um, yeah, and, which I uh, thought he was from Southport, but. Um, but but again, he, he, he trains, yeah, he trains in, in Liverpool with Till yeah. and that. And yeah, trains in Carbon. Yeah. So yeah, um, he'll be back, no doubt. So we'll look forward to seeing him again. Um, feature prelim was Andre Muniz and Jack Ray Souza. Yeah. Um, now this oh. <laughs> obviously no no worthy for two things, but the same thing at the same time. The first part of it is the loud audible snap of his arm. Like my word. I don't think of like Weidman's leg didn't even make that noise. No, uh, it, it, as I said when I first did, I thought it was someone with a little clapper, but it's so, got the say time ten wrong. seconds left. Yeah, yeah no, tsh, tsh, tsh. I thought yeah, he'd no. done it. And he's like, I oh, said, no, time. I said it straight away, didn't I? Yeah, I heard him and shit, he's broke his arm. No, it was the uh, mad thing before it. He was actually doing well. Obviously, when yeah. defending takedowns as, as well, but he was doing well in the stand up. Um, it was just oh, where it's just the position of his arm, wasn't it? It was, because it was like, like under stuck him. under his leg. Yeah, and I think was... you know, I think the reason he didn't tap is because, well, he's a tough bastard. But I think it just happened. I didn't that fast. think he would even get a submission from there. You know what I mean, I, I, the way it was, as I say, I don't think there would have been much sort of talk to make him tap. I don't think it would have bent that much yeah. before it's because. It, as I say, it was the top half of his arm, wasn't it? It's not yeah, like yeah. it's the half, which will bend more. So it's kind of, it's almost like he's just gone, because of the way his arm was, it's just gone, bit of talk, snap, and that's it. Yeah. And then, because of that, he didn't tap. But then, you know, you see, you see Jack right after the fight, he's just stood there like, ah, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, good fight. Well done. Yeah, uh, like that was mad. It's like you just snapped, like, like the biggest bone in your arm. You know, you ate Everyone ate it. And then the post on Twitter is just like, so yeah, it broke me up. Yeah, um, I, I, I have to say something to the guys because that was just ridiculous. So I, I broke my arm. I was like, well, yeah, that's what everyone was busy worried about you for. It's like, but like, 
I was, I, I was telling me thing you off, it's man's like. I was like, I was telling me parents about the uh, about him snapping his arm because I like showing him all the gory shit from it because it makes him <laughs> wince and it's funny. Um, but I said he snapped his arm and then I said he was just like stood there and like just looking at his arm going, well, this is shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, you wouldn't have thought he broke his arm. Yeah. But then you read the story where he, he broke his arm and put it into his belt of his gay and got a decision out of it. So, yeah. <laughs> but so I say, he, tough bastard. Say, yeah, tough cunt. Um, um, People are saying he's going to have trouble coming back from that. Um, I think, personally, I think it just depends on how clean the break is. How clean the break Obviously, is and his rehabilitation. If he doesn't rush back, then... then he's yeah, someone he's, who's always been oh, in good shape, you know what I mean? I think yeah. he wouldn't have any problems in that department. Um, personally, I always think the cleaner the break, the the better your recovery will be. Mm. You don't you don't want your bone to shatter because that's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. If you're gonna break something, you want it Wideman's was as clean a break as you can have. Yeah, yeah. So his recovery, while it'll be long, should be successful. You know, we've seen good for Chris. He's already up walking. That's it. Yeah. Um, you know, he's 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 already started physio. He's he's on the comeback sale already. Fair play to him. Um, it's only a couple of weeks out. You know what I mean? So yeah, he's determined to get his leg back back there, isn't he? And you know, well, um, that's a, it's his job. He's losing out on at the minute. You know what I mean? Exactly. But uh, I, I I wish it to Jack Ray. I, I think I've seen his surgery went successful. So yeah. hopefully he comes back fit and well. Sure he will. Um, I say I think people were just mentioning his age because he's like forty one. Mm. Um, but. Then Brazilians are built different. Strong. Couture first until he was like 47, 48. So I know. Guess, guess it's how, how your body feels, you know what I mean? Yeah. You... Um, so on to the main card. Um, starting us off as Edson Barbosa. Uh, some will call it human highlight reel. Um, first, I've got to point out that we went very much negative on our, on our prelim picks. <laughs> Ah <laughs> oh, yeah, my God, we're, we're never doing this again. Um, well, on so the main we, card, we done pretty well. We did, but on on the prelims, we went zero for seven. Zero for seven, yeah. We yeah. literally got every one of them wrong on the prelims. I I, um, I think we may have cursed the prelims. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So if any has looked at our picks for the prelims and thought I'm going to go with the exact opposite of of them, congratulations! You shit ton of money, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's my what God. we intended to do, really. <laughs> yeah, we were helping us. Um, no, main card: Edson Barboza, um, always an exciting fighter, mm-hmm. and uh, Shane Bergos. Um, uh, man, one this... of the weirdest, one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. We actually thought we'd missed something. Yeah, because I, I think we were uh, we were chatting about it or something, weren't we? And then we turned. We were talking about something. Bergos, I can't remember what... falling back. Like, or did he catch him? What happens? And then. See the replay, and he's just now. Nah, I'm just gonna go for a sleep, you know. You yeah. carry on being like, I'm, I'm sound, I'm sound, I'm sound. Oh, wait, I'm knocked out. <laughs> it's mad because I actually seen something, but it was like a doctor. He says basically it's a thing of because we have like this this thing around our brain that protects it, and you know, he thinks that after Edson hit him and he done his head movement, that's kind of sh- you know, shuck and thingy the brain. So he kind yeah. of said it's like is. Basically, stubbornness to not give up versus the brain sort of giving up. You know what I mean? But they're both doing well. There's a fucking. It was a, a great fight. You know what I mean? But Barbosa's kicks are lethal. 
Yeah. If it, they were that lethal that he fucking thing he his own shins, didn't he? Yeah. And like kicks versus punches. Yeah, it's uh was he the only the only man to, to finish a fight with a head kick, a body kick and a leg kick. That's right, yeah. You know, he's got the one of the best highlight reels and you know, against one of one of our own with the yeah. spinning head kick. Um, yeah, tell you, he's etched in UFC, UFC history for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But as you say, as advertised, everyone knew that was going to be a great fight, a great matchup, and it was, you know. Um, and it was good to see Edson checking on him after, you know, and trying to figure it out, like, why the yeah. fuck did you collapse? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, but, yeah. He's, always been, he's always been a respectful fighter, Edson, to be fair, so... yeah. Didn't expect anything less. And I, I remember we, we laughed at something when he was speaking to Joe. I think he was when he was trying to understand it. Yeah. Like, I think he was like, I don't know what happened, but I, I get the win, so I'm it, happy. <laughs> I think we just didn't know how good Zingus was. I think that was disappointing. Yeah. And yeah. it was funny. Um, I know, yeah. So, yeah, um, next one was a women's flyweight. Uh, Mrs. Horny Bitch versus yeah. Vivian uh, Araujo. Or <laughs> um, yeah, Caitlin Chikagin. Um, we've all seen the Twitter likes. No need to mention it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's been mentioned, you know, a lot in the build up to it. That was a build up. When about a fight camp, it was about the likes. Very, very. Uh, <laughs> UFC know what they were doing when they showed Derek Lewis before that fight. <laughs> yeah, Derek Lewis and Kevin Holland. Oh, yeah. Hey, Kevin, we. Um, but yeah, so Chikagian got the win. Um, but there was some suspicious judging going on again. Again, yeah, <clears throat> two two different judges, wasn't it? Um, so I think for Grundy it was Kaplan or Catlin or something like that, and yeah. then with Chukagian it was Rosales or something like that. Something like, something like that, yeah. But I mean, I've never seen their names when you know judges have come up. But wasn't wasn't know. one of them only judging for like the third time or something? I think so, yeah. I mean, uh, I've seen Saudi Amato and Chris, Chris Lee there quite um, regularly. What was interesting for me is um, one of the refs was actually <clears> judging one of the some of the fights as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah, um, you know, Rec Road. Oh, yeah. Um, um, okay. I think it was the... I don't know if it was the Grundy one, but I'm sure when I looked at the... Yeah, because you looked at the, at the Chikagian judges' cards and I looked at the Grundy ones. Yeah. And I'm sure Rec Road was one of the judges for the Grundy fight. Yeah, well, that's what you can do, can't you? Like, mm. you can learn to be a ref and a judge and do it yeah. simultaneously. You know, so just want to put, just want to say, we are, um, we are going to do listeners' questions, and there is something there about judging. So, we will look at this a bit more in depth um, yeah. when we get to the questions. But yeah, dodgy judging again. Did you did you think Caitlin first of all won the fight? And if you think she won, do you think it was a thirty twenty seven? I think she won. I don't think it was a thirty twenty seven. I think that first round kind of stopped that completely. I know mm. if I can't remember when Bruce Jones and Vivian get her to the ground, have her down for a bit of time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to give Caitlin that first round when you know Vivian's controlled the fight, you know, however much time it was. You know, I, I don't understand it. Um, Caitlin won, yeah, but she didn't win every round. Um, 
is, is that what you were thinking? You the same that first round's contested, really? Um, personally, if I remember right, I actually thought Vivian won myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think every round was close. In fairness, yeah, and I think it, it does all come down to your your opinion on it at the end of the day. Oh, personally, I think. Um, <laughs> Yeah, just your opinion, yours alone. <laughs> yeah. no, um, I'd say the rounds were close. I think for me, I think I had Vivian winning the first two just. Mm. Um, and then Caitlin probably the last. Um, but Caitlin definitely it, the last. You know, she definitely 100% wasn't a 30 27. No, in no, no world is that a 30 27 fight. No, um, if I was there, I'd be. Refusing them judges, you know, because say if that was a, a main fight, which I think, oddly enough, coming up to the main fight, there's something to do with judges as well. Um, so we'll we'll get into that. But to finish what I was saying, if it gets to a main main fight and you've got them judges on, that could be, you know, the fighters and the fans could see it going one way, the judges could do that. You know what I mean? So it's it can have big implications. Um, yeah. She'll, again, she's another one now. She'll move on to something something better. Um, well, I think, Caitlin, where, where did you put it off? Because she's ranked number two, but she's fourth Val before. Um, mm. I think it was before before Val's last defence against Andraj and Maya. I think it might have been Caitlin. I'm mm. not too sure. So she's in a weird it's one, it's a situation one, where... See, I think the problem is with the women's division, as much as it is really all the women's divisions are really good at the minute. It does seem like in the women's division, you don't have to win too many fights to get a title shot. Yeah. Because I think, whereas like, you know, some of the men's divisions, you've got like a a top 15 and a top 20 and beyond. Whereas the women's division seem not as stacked. It seems like there's not really anyone beyond the top 10 in some of them. You know what I mean? In one division, yeah. what am I, I can't remember which one it is that Amanda's champion. There's literally no one listed in the, in the division. Featherweight. Featherweight. Featherweight, is it? Literally, she, she's the only featherweight, essentially. Yeah. Know what I mean? So I think that's, that's where the likes of like Invicta are really going to help UFC in the next few years. LFA have got some really good women's fighters, mm. stuff like that. So some of the, you know, Cage Warriors have probably got some great women's fighters as well. Yeah. So, just need to start bringing more women in, and and obviously there's always been talk of like bringing atom weight in and stuff like that. Um, whether they do that, obviously remains to be seen. But I think for the growth of women's MMA, obviously we we, we asked Kate um, Raquel Pennington about that last time out. Um, Say so for the growth of women's MMA, do you, I think they need to start bringing in more fighters. So they've got the numbers that they do for the men's divisions. Yeah, definitely. I think, and adding, adding that weight class, I think would be good because you, you'll have women who are fighting that, I think, straw weight, you know what I mean? But that's not their natural weight. They're just fighting there because it gets them into the UFC. So yeah. I think if you add these other weights, then you'll get uh, women fighting better because they're at the natural weight then um, but yeah it'd be interesting to see where, what they do with Caitlin you know given the yeah. situation so we had a lightweight co and main 
Mm. Um, <clears throat> so, first one was obviously uh, Benil Dairush or Darius. Darius. I never. He's another one whose name I never know how to pronounce. Just, just think you know, of that singer Darius, but with a Darius. I'm colour blind. Um, if that helps you. <laughs> it, it actually does, yeah. Um, against uh, El Kukui. El Kukui, yeah. Tony Fergo. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a difficult, it's a tough one to really say, isn't it? Like, Tony's skid continues at the minute, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, it's weird. <sighs> In press conferences and before the fight, he looks like the same old Tony. And then as soon as he gets into that octagon, something changes with him. And he hasn't got... Lately, he hasn't had the same intensity, the same pressure. Um, you know, yeah. Darius can control the fight from start to finish. He took him down. He didn't really struggle to take him down. Um, yeah, he kept control quite easily. When it was on the feet, he was walking Tony down. He yeah. was maintaining, you know, he was maintaining, maintaining the centre of the octagon. It was just... Take nothing away from from Darius. It was a fan. It was a fantastic performance on his part. But again, it's it just like it's not the Tony we used to seeing. Yeah, I, I think that Gaethje fight must have had like a big impact on him. I mean, he's been in absolute wars prior to that, and then just to take essentially a one-sided beating from Gaethje, you know, so much so that all the damage he's accumulating. Makes him start shaking his head, you know what I mean? So mm. it's but that's that, it. Since that, that, that fight, a big, big implication fight. on him, you know what I mean? And yeah. but since that fight, since the you know, since the Gaethje fight, every fight well, I say every fight has only had two since that, but as last three fights, it's not even like they've been close losses, they've all been very clearly for the other person, yeah. Oliver already got dominated by, and now and now Darius has been dominated by. And how do you look at it? So, say, for example, you look at Anson Silva. I mean, when he went on that, the end of his career, major skid, you know, he was fighting to decisions and he, he went, you know, he, he went really taking a lot, you know what I mean? He was still, he went getting finished, essentially. Mm. And same with, with Tony, but what what's worse? Is it like going the, the distance, but... You're absolutely, absolutely getting mauled for those rounds, or being finished. Like, like what, what, what do you think that? What, what do you see with that sort of thing? Um, getting, getting mauled from start to finish is, is far worse for me. Mm. You can get finished at any point in a fight. You've seen that. Yeah. Getting finished means obviously it means one wins and one loses, but in terms of your performance, it can mean absolutely fuck all. Yeah. Um. So I think getting dominated from start to finish. If I was a fighter, I'd be much more disheartened by getting dominated from start to finish than if I got knocked out. Because that can just... The, the difference is getting knocked out, that can just be a perfect shot from your opponent mm. or it can be you, you lose concentration for a split second and get caught. Yeah. But like, how many fights have you seen where somebody's did an, did an absolute war one person's dominating from start to finish, and then all of a sudden, boom, knockout. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean. It can be, it can be that simple. So they'd look back on that and go, "I was brilliant there. I just got caught at the end, and that was it." Yeah. So I'd be much more disheartened, um, getting getting dominated like Tony has the last two fights, than or three rather, um, than getting finished. Yeah, I think I agree with that because it does. Uh, 
you know, it obviously has a big impact on your confidence, you know. Is it going to yeah. make you question whether you can even fight anymore, you know? Um, but Benil done absolutely well, you know. People were convinced that, you know, El Kubi was, was coming back, you know what I mean? And we were going to get the old Ferguson sort of thing, but... I do see, again, even his, if that was the key. From his case. press conferences. Yeah. Just going to say, again, from, from his press conferences, you, you, you'd you have no reason to, to not believe that. Yeah, I, I, but I think Tadeusz is, even if that could happen, Tadeusz come at him, he's done well shutting that down. And, you know, Ferguson's a stubborn motherfucker. Yeah. Any other person seen would have... last few fights. Yeah, I mean, any other person would have tapped to those submissions... You know, do you think that's do you think do you think that's like gutsy or do you think it is like stupidity and stubbornness? Both. I think it, it's definitely gutsy in terms of risk. You know, especially with stuff like heel hooks, you can you know shred your tendons, everything. You know, mm. Benil said he had a pop, so you know. Anything could happen there, similar with the armbar, you know, you, you literally could snap your arm, you know what I mean? Mm. But it's, I think it's silly, but I think that's his way of showing life. I've still got fights in me. You know, you can put me in these positions where any other person attack, and I'm not going to, because I still have that fight in me. I think that, that, that might be what he's trying to show there, you know what I mean? Do you think it's smart of him though, especially at his age, he's what, 37 now? I think so, um, yeah. Do you think it's smart at his age to not be tapping in them predicaments when, let's be honest, that heel hook, if 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 Darush kept that on longer and Tony still didn't tap, he could have ruined, he could have ended his career. Mm. Yeah, you know, he could do, do that. Do you, think that's, do you think it's smart on his part to be doing that? Uh, no, but... I, I don't think he's thinking of those risks when he does that. I think he's just thinking, I'm still a fighter. I've still got this fight in me. I'm going to show people that. You know what I mean? If I get put in positions like that, I'm not going to tap because I can fight it. But at his age, you know, we've seen like, you know, Wyvern snap his bone, you know, heel hooks are really damaging. I mean, in some... Uh, jiu-jitsu contest they don't allow them so if you really put talk on them that is, they can do proper damage you know your ACL and all stuff like that and yeah. we've seen with Cruz like how bad ACL injuries can be he was out for what six years longer hmm. you know what I mean so it's some people never recover from exactly so he's taken that risk I mean he's trying to show that he's still got fight in him but he's also you know, losing that fight, fight if, if if his leg or arm gets broke, because it, you know, those take years off you. Just like getting hit in the face, you know, like he has, it's going to take years off him. You know, it's it, it it's a mad one, but you know, Daddy's done amazing. He shows he's he's there to fight. He's now ranked number three. You know, again deservingly because I think he's on like a six fight win streak. Yeah. Um, so do you think he's do you think he's next in line? I think what they're gonna do, I think if Dustin wins, he'll get the belt and everyone will agree that he gets the belt. If Connor wins, 
Dana's going to give him the belt, even though he doesn't deserve it. Dana's argument's going to be, well, Justin was number one. Connor beat him. Connor's next in line. So, and then I think after that, it'd probably be Darius, but I don't know, because you've still got Keechi there at number two. So it's, mm. you know, even though we've got a champion, there's still a lot of stuff to sort out in lightweight. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I'd agree that Dustin deserves it next if he beats Connor. Um, I agree that Connor won't deserve it if he beats if he beats Dustin. I mean, I, I um, seen I seen something as well earlier. I, Connor hasn't won that lightweight in over a thousand days. Hmm. You know what I mean? So it's he's he's not got um, the best record at light, lightweight. Either. He hasn't won on any kind of no. winning streak. No, he hasn't. And I think just because he lost to Khabib last, I don't think Gaethje right now should get the next shot. Hmm. Um, I think he needs to. He might obviously still rank number two. Fair enough. Um, personally, I'd say right now for me, Dadush would be number two and Gaethje number three. Yeah. With Dustin number one. Um, that'd be my particular personal rankings at the minute because I'd say Dadush is on a great run at the minute himself. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Well done, Dadush. We we picked that one. We went against the popular opinion. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, that's what we, we got right. But, yeah. you know, like, Benil's, like, vicious. He, he puts himself in those situations. That's why everyone was looking forward to this one, because we thought yeah, we'd see yeah. them proper in-the-fire, you know, occurrences. But they didn't need to happen, definitely. Yeah. So, on to our main event. Ooh, um, the guys, dad's almost, does it? Yeah, versus Michael Chandler. Now, I just want to say, um, I didn't know what to expect of Michael Chandler when he first came into the UFC. Having seen him against Hooker, having seen him just in the build-up to these fights and stuff like that, I like Michael Chandler. I do. Um, I think he, he comes across as a an, you know a decent fella. Um, he's a, he's a good fighter. Um, and if he weren't coming up against Oliveira, um, I think I probably would have been rooting for him to win. But that being said someone we've spoke about a number of times on this podcast, um, the man who's, who's deserved to be in it, we thought was going to get overlooked again for the title. Yeah. And he never, um, he went in, he, he got, he, he looked like he was in trouble the first round. I thought it was over. Um, Michael Chandler's got a lot of power at, at that weight. Yeah. Um, done well to survive. Um, and then come out the second round and, Ended it within 19 seconds. Changed the dynamic, didn't he? I mean... Great finish as well. Lovely finish. Um, exactly the same as yourself. I mean, I, I like Chandler. He seems like, like a, a good fella. You know what I mean? Um, didn't like that they were pushing him so much on the, you know, the, I think it was embedded, but they're going to they put mm. so much money into him. Dana probably wants him to be champion, you know, but... Like him, but when it come against Oliveira, I, I was going with Oliveira, you know, regardless. As, I, as you say, we've rooted for him in the past, you know, we, we have called we have called him the dark horse of the division, the division. and you know, he, he's there now, you know what I mean? Not the dark horse anymore, now he's just yeah. a black beauty. Yeah, lovely, <laughs> lovely, nicely done. Um, but yeah, crazy, crazy first round. Uh, you know, Chandler. I think Chandler dropped him, didn't he? He meant managed, yeah. managed to get 
to uh, Chandler's back. I think um, what he done well is in that first round is Chandler had him down and he was like he was in I suppose like just had on on his knees, wasn't he? Mm. Like sort of crouched over. Yeah. Chandler was hitting him with a few shots down, and what he done well. dog. <laughs> yeah, he was doing down with facing the dog, let's say. Um, but what he what he done well is he didn't let Chandler have that position for too long mm. and he went on to his back very quickly. Um I thought that was very smart and you you actually don't see a lot of fighters doing that when they're getting it. Well when that happened it was very sort of Reminiscent of the Hooker fight, you know, Hooker found himself in that mm. position, and even, you know, and literally Chandler just teed off because he didn't move, mm. you know, he covered up. But with Oliveira, he was moving his head side to side, you know what I mean? So Chandler's got to take his time to find it, his head, essentially. And then he's, um, as you, you said, you know, he's, he's fell to his back, you know, and that's kind of invited Chandler in so I think that was a very smart move and I think it was an important part to surviving that round um, second round lovely lovely Czech left hook you know caught Chandler and then that was it you know what I mean it was it was, it was good lovely. night Irene it, yeah it was lovely to see you know how, how happy he was but in, in that as well we also got a foul I don't know if you no sip, but Dan Megliotti got a uh, cock knocked. No, I didn't see that. So when when Dana was putting the belt on Oliveira, he threw the belt around as he does. But I think he's being pissed off because Oliveira's won. So he's threw it around, and it's the the strap has essentially twatted Megliotti in his in his little teeny weeny thing. Um. And yeah, he's kind of react to it, but laugh at the same time. I don't think Dana realised that he he's just fucking you know cock knocked him, man. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I just so. loved um, I just loved Oliver's like reaction to the winning that. Like DC, you got blood on the boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got blood on the boss. Yeah, goes over to Rogan, you know, thanks him for believing him and that. You know, um, I I honestly thought that translator at first I thought he was translating that everything, but you realise he's just. He actually shortens a whole lot as well, yeah. so it's hard to find a good a good translator. Um, but yeah, didn't look like he could actually speak Brazilian. Him, I looked at him and thought, "I, you, you who's he? He's not Brazilian yeah. in the slightest." And then he's just like, "Ah, oh, yeah, sad, perfect." But it's, you know, it was it was amazing to see. Um, Chandler will will be back. You know, he's he's dead set on getting back to the belt, and he will. But the another thing that happened was Connor. Uh, congratulated Oliveira saying um, basically congratulations. congratulations on becoming number 11 who's number 12 yeah not for you yeah and Oliveira's just said concentrate on Dustin you know what I mean but but he's not like, I think there's been pictures where he's he's you know having a drink and chilling and then you see pictures of Poirier and he's he's training. probably gonna yeah Connor's gonna be like ah it's faith proper 12 I'm the 12th champ, it goes hand in hand, blah, 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 fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, no, amazing. Uh, as soon as he's caught Chandler with that left, I've taken, I've kind of jumped up. I think we both have, we're like, go on, lad, go on. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, no, couldn't, couldn't be happier for Oliveira. Yeah, very, very deserving of the title. You know, he's actually earned it and got it. Definitely. You know, it's sometimes that's rare to see these days where people actually earn it. Yeah. So, happy oh, yeah. for them. We just um, 
wait for the next next big card now when we um, we have another watch party. Same yeah. party, it's just us do like but um <laughs> a watch deal. Yeah. No, they're, they're good. It, it's difficult staying awake for them, like, but yeah. When the fights when the fights are that good, it um it certainly helps. Uh, I've got to say, and before we get to the questions, the response from Mukh about our food was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know what that is, but enjoy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had to kind of explain for them, didn't we? But yeah, I imagine an English Chinese and a and an American Chinese look very, very different. Yeah, I can imagine. So, but, but it but it was tasty. It was excellent. We, so, we we got some. We, we did enjoy it. Yeah, we got something different from what we usually get. So I got Cantonese, which I think was like honey base, and you got pecan, didn't you? Yeah, it was like a like a sweet and sour, but like a barbecue at the same time. Yeah, and I, I made a bad a bad Chinese joke about spare ribs. It's pe- pe- pecan spare ribs, I think, I said or something like that. Like, yeah, they, they, they must feel no that were like half asleep, and I think I said something like. They must feel, like feel bad for themselves because they're always peeking and they're spare ribs, so they're always left out. <laughs> um, yeah, terrible. But anyway, there's a little. It really was. wasn't even wasn't even ribs on the plate. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always realised that we didn't even get ribs. Was I told? No. Uh, God, that, well, we'll say that's the that was the monster and the rebels talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. It's it's that it's our favourite time of the episode. Our listener questions, new people asking again, which is always nice. Mm-hmm. Um, couple of the regulars, um, but a couple of newbies as well. Yeah, a couple of first time questioners. But that's not really the right word. So let's jump right into them because some of them are, are a bit long. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> first one is from um, at MMA Filthy Casual. Um, so they've asked. What are your thoughts on tune-up fights? It seems like the UFC... I'm just reading out their full tweet, by the way. So it seems like the UFC has been using veterans to promote their up-and-comers. With Tony being well and truly on a skid, should the UFC be trying to build him back up? Or do you think we can expect to see him fighting a rising prospect next? Mm. Um, so tune-up fights, my, my thoughts on them is... The, the good and, and the bad, you know, because obviously the, the, the sport's ever-evolving, you know what I mean? New, new, new fighters come in with different kind of styles and that, and, you know, at one point they're going to get put up against a veteran, and I think it's it's really a test on both sides. It's The veteran is going to test to see how much they've still got in them, and, you know, the, 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 the newcomer's basically going to, be testing if he can, you know, hang with with, with the at best that at that level. Exactly, yeah. Um, so I think the good and the bad. Uh, you know, I think when the veteran wins the shows, they can they can still, you know, compete because they beat a, a fresh new up and comer. You know, the young and it shows that they've still got it. Um, but uh, in terms of, of Tony, I'd. And I, I don't think they're going to release him. I, that won't happen. I can't see that happening. I think, yeah, help build him back up. But, I mean, I, I don't think he gets a rise in prospects next. I think 
I said to Chris, you know, Cowboy, as a joke, but I think that fight makes sense, you know, for where they both are. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's obviously, yeah, it's a shame one of them will have to lose, but it shows where they both, they both, they both are in terms of the, mm. the career, you know. A lot of people will be rooting for Tony again, but yeah, I, I think that is, is the fight to me, personally. Mm. For me, I mean, I don't think I don't I don't know if tune fights is something I like or not. I mean, I think if if a new up and comer is fighting a veteran, it's not to try and build the newcomer up. I think it's just based on where that veteran is in the career. Mm. So if somebody comes in, we'll use Cowboy as, as an example. Um, if somebody brand new comes into the organization. Yeah, he's probably not going to get Cowboy as the very first fight, but if they win one fight and then fight Cowboy, that is like that makes sense based on where Cowboy is right now. He's had mm. a number of losses lately. He's he's on a he's on a he's on a mad skid. He's you know if he was many other fighters, he'd be released by now. Yeah. Um. So it just for me, yeah, it it can look like the UFC are trying to use the veterans to promote their up and comers at times. But I think it is just purely based on where they are in their career. A, a good and example of it time. would actually be um, Tom Aspinall when he fought Arvlosky. You know what I mean? That was just based on where they were in their careers. Yeah. People will look at it and say, you know, why should he be fighting a, a former champ? But then again, you know, he was champ a long time ago. He's not. He's not there now. He's in a completely different like phase in his career, and these up and comers they've got to fight these people at some point. The only way you know you can't you make a name for yourself by beating a veteran, but just because they're a veteran doesn't mean it's going to be an easy fight. Yeah, you know it, it, you've seen it before. Everyone expects the new kid to come in and batter them because they're, they're old, and then the old and then the veteran just goes, "Well, hang, hang on a minute, Let, let's be having none of that. Thank you very much." Um, yeah. So it's just, I'd say, it's just based on where they're at. And, you know, the argument could be, you know, people might, you could even say the same thing that had happened with, like, Bisping and Gastelum. You know, Gastelum was, was a name himself, but, you know, Bisping had just lost the title when he fought three weeks earlier. And then he goes and he knocks him out again. But then that, that was where they both were. Gastelum was ranked high. Bisping had just lost, lost the title. But that, Elevated Gastelum straight away because he's just beat the former champ. Yeah. So it's just one of them things. It's, it's always going to happen. Um, well, what do you think they should do with Tony? Do you think they should build him up? or? I think they'll always try and build Tony up, to be honest, because he's just, he's an engaging presence. He's gets the fans invested in him, he gets the fans involved. Um, so they'll always do stuff with him because of that. Um, maybe yeah. Cowboy. Yeah, maybe that is the way to go. Um, but it depends, you know, if if Connor loses, maybe Connor Tony is the way to go. Mm. Maybe, yeah. Um, you know, because then Connor's on a two-fight losing streak, isn't he? So Yeah, and that would so, that would appear to be a good fight. But it's just like you said about Tony, I mean, he has this engage, engaging presence, you know, and he actually got Dana to give fighters money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dana's been thinking about fighter pay and even though he didn't increase the fighter pay he increased the bonus 
for one event, extra, yeah. But extra twenty five K man. Huge. For me I think they should keep that. Now if you're not gonna raise fighter pay, at least give them some more to mm. be able to fight for. Oh, yeah, I mean, I suppose the last year he hasn't really been able to do that because obviously they haven't been getting any gates in mm. and stuff like that. Now that they're starting to get the gates in and stuff again, I think the pay-per-view buys will go further now because they're getting fans back in. Yeah. And obviously they'll have the fan packages and stuff like that. So I think, oddly, they'll probably start in. I think they'll get make more money after the pandemic than before it. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, yeah, great question. Thank you very much, Filthy Casual. Um, nice and simple one from Fourth and Long. Is John Jones going to fight again? Um, based on what he's saying, no, he's saying he's not going to fight Stipe. He says he won't fight in Ghana unless the money's right. Based on what he's saying, no, he's not going to fight again. But I don't think he would go through all this change in his body, you know, to not fight again. I think, yeah. I think he's set on, you know, going to heavyweight, but he's he's not looking for the right fights because he's, he's not going to duck the sort of duck fights. So, I mean, he's, he was a champion for years. He fought, you know, anyone who come up against him. Um, I don't know. I, I just think it, it's a bigger risk at heavyweight. Obviously, he knows that. I, I don't know. I, I think he will fight again, but as of where it is right now and what Dane is saying, no. <laughs> I mean, you've seen how big he is. It's going to be very difficult for him to get back down to, to light heavy at the minute. Mm. He's got to he's got to be at least 250, 260 at the minute. Yeah, he looks um, huge. He, he's looking like a heavyweight. Apart from um, his legs. His legs look like fucking featherweight. I mean, that's just because he's tall, to be fair, I think. <laughs> Um, but he's looking, he's looking like a heavyweight. I think we will see him fight again. Um, he's just, he's got a lot of his demands. Dana, but, but but does he? I mean, Connor gets all kind of crazy stuff. You know what I mean? He was champion for yeah. years. For he does. Years, you know what I mean? Does he, he really does. have to lower his demands? Yeah, for the simple fact that obviously Jones is a far superior fighter than Conor McGregor. Not against Conor McGregor in that, you know. Uh, saying, but Conor McGregor has, I think, the two biggest bo- biggest gates ever, mm. because he was in them. John Jones, I haven't, I haven't seen the top ten, but would John jo- any of John Jones's fights be in the top ten? And that's the difference, unfortunately. Yeah, obviously, the, the, you know, it's the, the attraction you make, you as make, well, isn't it? You bring more money in, you earn more money. It's as simple as that, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah John Jones was being champ for a very long time in light heavyweight, but. Um, I think he's got a eight million to fight. is is ridiculous. Like, where the fuck's eight million come from? I, I thought it was like. That's what I I seen. I'm sure I seen something. That's what he was asking for. Eight million and Derek Lewis said he'd do it for like three or something. Yeah. Um. Uh, I don't know. I mean. But they we know Dana's known for not paying them type of them types of pays, you know what I mean? And he, he, even before all this, you know, him and Dana were going through a few things anyway, weren't they? So, mm. I mean, they, they said they kind of fixed it, but maybe they're still going through a few things, you know, they can't come to any agreement. I, mm. I think that's what it was when he was like, like heavy, you know. Yeah. It was at the end of the day, money and stuff, I think. John Jones, 
if John Jones wants to fight again at the end of the day, he will eventually lower his demands. Dana isn't going to back down. Um, he'll have to lower his demands. If he really wants to fight again, he'll fight again. It, it, yeah. Right now, it's all on John Jones. Um, the ball's and, not and in. It, I think, um, think Dana even said that. It's, it's up to him. If he wants to fight, he can't. If he, if he doesn't, he doesn't. You know, No one's forcing him. I think that's mm. his way of saying that I'm not going to budge. So it's up to you. Yeah, definitely. Um, so next, thanks very much for and long for the question. Um, next on the list is a double question from um, my mate from work, um, who is Abapudli and Kev. Um, might sound a bit weird to some of our American friends. So basically, he's from a place in Scotland called Aberdeen, and he supports Liverpool. Um, Liverpoolian. And his name Abba is Kev. Pudlian. Yeah. So, Abba Pudley and Kev. Um, <laughs> I bet you never thought he'd get his uh, Twitter handle explained on, on a podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, he's, he's asked a two-part question anyway. So, the first part is... Um, first part is he'd like to hear our thoughts on ex-fighters being licensed to exclusively referee slash judge fights. Um, and then he'd also just like to hear our preferred rule system, whether it be original all-in, Current unified rules, prior rules, etc. Um, so to answer the first one, the ex fighters being licensed for refereeing and stuff, I think that's a really good idea. I seen DC put a post recently about the judging at the event, you know, and people say like there's something we've got to do, but when you get in your the judges that mostly do boxing you know what I mean it's two, two completely different sports so you know they're not going to understand the ground game you know how important that all is well I think if you get ex-fighters you know delaying you know refereeing judging they know what the game's about you know what I mean so they're going to be able to score score it accurately you know what I mean and we can really get rid of this whole you know, nonsense of, you know, fights messing up because the judges didn't get it right. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I like the the idea. Um, I think it's something that they should start looking on doing. I mean, they give fighters commentary jobs and stuff. I think they should see if fighters would want to go into those positions, you know, judging and that. Mm. I, th- I think, in principle, it's a good idea. I think you might, and you'd have to worry a little bit about, like, bias and stuff like that mm. so there might be there might be potential of, of more bias in certain fights if a fighter is friends with somebody with a judge or or they train with them or something like that I mean I'm sure they'd say like you can't you can't judge their fight because you train with them or something like that yeah but uh, I think that's still something you'd have to you'd have to worry about it a little bit but yeah it's a good idea Um, in terms of the rules um, so I said to you before we went live, um, I actually currently like one's rule set. Um, obviously, the grounded knees is fine there. Yeah. Um, and the one thing I do like, it's not necessarily a fight in a rule in the fight itself, but I like that they don't allow the fighters to like cut weight and dehydrate and stuff. Um, just because obviously purely for fighter safety, I think it's obviously I think it's a really good decision by them. Yeah. Um, 
I agree. I, I like their, their rule set. You know, why why aren't we having like grand in these, especially in you know the one that Jan done. You know, yeah, it looked it looked bad and stuff, but they they can be be done. You know, and won't cause a lot of damage. You know, they had them in pride. You know what I mean? They were full on soccer kicks as well. So. Um, <laughs> You know, pride had fucking pride had people who were getting jumped into gangs and everything. Never mind yeah. soccer kids. <laughs> but I, I think if you if you bring some rules over, you know what I mean? The the, the weight cutting, like I think that's a big one. Because you you see a lot of fighters and the, the the collapsing on the scales and that because the the pride and the body to try make weight. You know, it's mm. it's it's literally not healthy. You know, it's unnatural to the. You seen it, Dar- Darren Till, didn't he? He he documented how, how tough it was mm. and what he goes through to cut weight, and it's just it's not good. Eventually, we are gonna have a fight to die because of it. Yeah, I mean it's it's scary, you know. What I mean, you see them; they're all wobbly on the feet, and then when they get on the scales and they're like, you know, what I mean, they look zombified. You know what I mean? And they're collapsing, and they need to be held up and. When it comes to a fighter having to be held up to weigh in mm. and be supported at that point, you should be going, no, you know what I mean? This, yeah, exactly. this can't carry on. But if for some reason it carries on, I mean, you should really bring that in. You shouldn't, you don't, don't cut weight, you know what I mean? Fight mm. at what's natural to you because that's where you're going to perform best. Yeah. You know? But yeah, to go with you, I'd, I'd like one uh, real set. So uh, thanks for the questions, Kev. Very good ones. Really appreciate that. And final one, or it's kind of two, but it's it's one really. Um, so it's from Mook, who you all know by now. We've we've spoken about him a lot, and if you don't know, I'm going for him right now. Yeah. Um, and that's so. Sipping Tea City Ortega. There you go. Yeah. We're going to say it every week because we forget it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he, he asked, what do we think of Fairweather fans? He said, I'm super dedicated super dedicated to a lot of fighters, win or lose, but many times people turn their backs on a fighter right after the loss. Um, interested to hear our thoughts. And then, on just to f- go on further with that, he said, be honest now, mm-hmm. uh, I want to know how you guys feel too when your favourite fighter gets starched. Despite us being, despite us just being fans, do you find yourself emotional as if it was someone you really know? Yeah, so it's almost like a, a two-part one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, to answer the, the first one, I think uh, Daddy said it right at the press conference. I mean, if you're going to support a fighter, if you're going to support a fighter, support them for their whole career and not just when they win. You know what I mean? He they, they, they got it spot on. I mean, people have done it with, with Silver, you know what I mean? Seeing how much of a loss he goes, like, nah, he hasn't got it, I'm not going to support him anymore. But when he was winning and, you know, having people think he can never be beat, everyone was behind him, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think, like, if you're going to support someone, support them through and through, because it's when they have the losses, it's when they're going to need support, you know, especially from fans. And 
at the same fan saying, oh, they don't have it or they never did have it. You know, they just got lucky. It's it's going to be a big, bloody, um confidence knock to them. You know what I mean? So in, in yeah. those moments, they need that support and just support your, your fighters through and through. That's his... If you if you're a fan of them, you should be a fan of them. Yeah, I agree. Should be a fan of them no matter what. Um, you know, it's like it's like your football team or you know your basketball team. Your your sport, whatever your sports team is. If they lose, you don't just turn on them. Mm. You you might criticize that game or something if they've lost, but you don't just go, oh, they've lost. I'm not going to support them anymore. Yeah. Um, like Liverpool haven't nearly killed me many times over the last twenty years or so since I've been watching them properly. For me to then go after one last, no, I'm done now. That's it. Bye bye. Like it I shows, it shows I, you were never a fan. In yeah, that case. I, I enjoyed the fact that I nearly died watching Liverpool win and lose. Mm. Um, so you know, I've had many, many near heart attacks watching Liverpool, <laughs> and I I enjoyed them. But now, what I'm going to flip Mook's question a little bit for you, just for the moment. What What do you think of fair weather fans the other way? So do so. Us, let me. I'll even use myself for, for an instance. I'm very known to be not a fan of Conor McGregor. Yeah. Um, as as I've, as I mentioned, got nothing against him as a fighter. Just don't like him. But he wins against Dustin, and I and then I start going. Oh, I've always liked McGregor. He's great. This, that, and the other. You know, is that just as bad? Yeah, I think so. Because if you've been. If you've been negative towards a, towards a fighter and you haven't been a fan of them, and then you know you you see see them win or whatever, and then you see other people supporting them, and then you go, oh yeah, you know actually I, I do I do like them. I, I just think that's just because you you like clinging on. You know what I mean? You're not a yeah. fan. You just you want to feel part of a fan base. If you get what I mean. Um, Bandwagon. Exactly. Bandwagon. Yeah, exactly. You just jump on the bandwagon and when they lose again, you're going to go, oh, well, I don't even know why I've done that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it is exactly that. You've just jumped on the bandwagon because others have. You know, yeah. be be true to the fight you, you support. On. That's it. It's... Yeah. To quote laid back, be true, be you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so one. the other part of his question was um, so how do we feel when your favourite fighter gets starched as he's put um, do you get like emotional as if it's you like someone you know kind of thing or do you just kind of brush it off in in the past I've you know Frank Mee is obviously my favourite fighter he's what got me into the sport um, and when, when he lost you know I nearly, it felt like I nearly died. I mean, it was like I knew, like, oh my god, you know, I, I, I felt like shit, basically, because he'd lost. Um, but that's that's like when I, I was getting into sports, I'd been a fan of it for a little while as well. And I think now though, I try not to have favorite fighters or you know proper roots. Like yeah, I'll I'll refer the the fight style like and stuff, but I try not to have favorite fighters because then that does happen. You know what I mean? Mm. But that just shows yeah. how you are as as a fan when you sort of you know 
that would their loss affects you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But um, for me, I mean, it's a difficult question for me to answer because my only real favorite fighter was Khabib, mm. um, and obviously Tito. But Tito was just more the person who I first seen. I wouldn't. I didn't really follow his career at that time because I was I was too young. You, it wasn't readily available in the UK. Stuff like that. It was just. It was more difficult at the time. So the only real favorite fight I've ever had is Khabib, and you know, Khabib barely lost a round. Never mind the fight. Mm. Um, I'm again. I'm I'm known to be someone who isn't. I try not to be a fan of fighters in particular. Mm. Um, I, I'm just a fan of fighting. Yeah. So for me. It's difficult. The one, the only time I'm ever disappointed in it is like, again, the ones who like are from Liverpool or train in Liverpool and stuff like that. Them, um, I'm more disappointed when they lose yeah. than others. But like, I'm not. I don't take it to heart or anything because most of the time I know if they've lost that, it's just you know I don't I don't let the fact that it's from Liverpool overshadow or cloud my judgment of the fight or anything like that. So, Till getting knocked out by, by Masvidal, which, <laughs> yeah, I wanted Till to win, obviously, but it was it was, it was a, it was an awesome knockout. It was really just a clean knockout, and if it was anyone else, I, I would have been out my seat jumping and cheating yeah. it, you know what I mean? It's only that it was Till. I was like, fucking hell, I wanted Till to win. So, for me, I'm just a fan of fighting rather than fighters um, and I'm and I'm the same in boxing. Like when I watch me boxing and stuff like that, I'm more a fan of. Again, I want people from Liverpool to do well. Callum Smith, obviously, um, was was the best super middleweight on the planet until he fought Canelo. Yeah. Obviously, want Smith to win, but you know Canelo's a different fucking beast. So I, again, I'm like that. To be fair, I have more fighters that I dislike than I like. So with that, I want obviously the fighters that I dislike to lose. So. In boxing, like Billy Joe Saunders, can't stand them. Made up Canelo beat him, and um, broke his face. Um, yeah, we can all laugh at that one. And then again, there's not many. There's not many in UFC to be fair that I dislike. Um, Conor McGregor, I always wanted to lose, as I've said. Colby. Um, Colby, obviously, yeah, that's fucking goes out saying. Drew, Drew Dober. Drew Drew Dober, and that's not against. He might be a nice guy. He's just got one of them faces that you want to punch. He looks like handsome Squidward. <laughs> Um, um, okay, then let me sort of like not flip it, but so say if you know Habib's your favorite fighter essentially, yeah, say if he if he did lose, you know, how do you think you would feel with him being your favorite fighter? Um, I, I mean, I would have been gutted, like obviously, but even <laughs> that's such a hard thing to picture because he was so dominant. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't actually picture a scenario in my head where he loses a fight. To anyone? Um, no, because I've had no reason to believe anything different, you know what I mean? Mm. So it's it's difficult to envision, but obviously I'd be gutted for him if he lost. Um, but again, I get more. In, I don't get more invested in fights when I want one person to lose rather than win. But I mean, I, I suppose, like, I remember the first Conor and, and Diaz fight. Like, I was watching it on my own in ours and, like, jumped up out my chair, tried to be quiet and everything um, because I'd had a bet with me mate. So he wanted McGregor to win, I wanted Diaz to win. And we had a bet that the loser had to get 
like the other pair, the other fighter's name tattooed on them. So oh, obviously, if McGregor had won, I would have had to get like Conor McGregor tattooed on me somewhere, and vice versa. But my <laughs> mate never followed through with the bet. Oh, okay. He was so confident that McGregor was going to win, and then Diaz won. He was like, "I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'd fuck that." Um, so, yeah. What What was that, your life after the second fight? Um, I don't know. I, I think I was on holiday for the second fight, so I don't really know to be honest. Ah, oh, right. And um, is June changed in there? <laughs> probably, yeah. But it's one of them. And I was, I was deadly serious about getting the tattoo. I was expecting Diaz to lose the first fight. To be honest with you, I was looking at fucking McGregor tattoos and everything. Just, <laughs> I was looking at stupid fonts. I was looking on. I was looking at my arms and stuff like that, thinking. Where can I get that? Where I can hide very easily. <laughs> I don't know, it's a little crease of your elbow. Yeah, <laughs> like under, under my tongue or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Great questions, Mook. Um, appreciate you submitting one in for us. Um, um, quick question on, on your opinion on this. Um, I see like a photo ad, basically two, two fights and two records. So add Habib. 29 now and then I think I had Mayweather 15 or whatever it is and it said basically what's what is better you know or what's more rare or something along the lines that like what do you think's harder to get an undefeated record in boxing or undefeated record in MMA I don't think one's Harder or easier than you're to be talking about. What's it. more impressive? I think it was. Um. Again, I think they're both impressive for different reasons. Um, you know, boxing is the art of hitting and not getting hit, mm. and Floyd Mayweather was a master, was the master of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, people will say, "Oh, he just ran away in his fight." He didn't. People, people want to say that because they don't like Floyd Mayweather. I'm not Floyd Mayweather's biggest fan, but I can say the man had undeniable talent. The yeah. man was absolutely phenomenal. And, yeah, going undefeated is, is rare in boxing. It's not unheard of. Rocky, Mar- Rocky Marciano went undefeated in his career. Joe Calzaghe went undefeated in his career, beating some of the absolute all-time greats. Roy Jones Jr., Bernard Hopkins, he beat, you know, he beat both of them. Um, absolute legend. Um but then, you know, going undefeated in MMA, much more unheard of. Um, I couldn't honestly say right now who else has been undefeated. But then I think I think it's probably harder to go undefeated. If I had to choose, I'd say it's harder to go undefeated in MMA. MMA. In MMA, just because there's... Well, it's mixed martial arts, so obviously there's more aspects to it. Yeah. Um, I think in boxing, if your game plan's on point, then you're going to win the fight, whereas your game plan can be perfect. And then all of a sudden, Brock Lesnar against Frank Mayer, the first one, Brock Lesnar was all over him, and then Frank Mayer just went, I lens that light there. Yeah, yeah. Submitted them, you know what I mean? It was that quick. So I think it's, it's harder to go, if I had to choose, it's harder to probably go undefeated in MMA. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't really say either or was more impressive. No, no because Khabib is more impressive because it's it's much more unheard of in the sport. Yeah. But then at the same time, you could argue that McGregor is more impressive because he beat more people. McGregor. 
Mayweather. Mayweather. Right? He, McGregor was one of the people he beat. <laughs> You're becoming a fan of McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a fair weather fan. Now, um, yeah, it again, it, you've both got their own arguments, as I say. Mm. To be arguably more difficult to do in the sport, Mayweather beat more people. And he beat people in their primes. You know, the argument can be made that McGregor probably... Stop saying McGregor. Mayweather... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you made that May, Mayweather for better people than compared to what Khabib did in the in his in his weight. Yeah, um, you know, and again, it's different because like boxing, it's much easier to be like a multi-weight world champion. Yeah, look at Canelo. I think he's now a four-weight world champion. He's fought in every. He's fought in every from from like, I think he's fought in light welterweight all the way up to light heavyweight. It's crazy. So, I say it's. It's not unheard of to have multi-weight world champions in in um, boxing. Uh, the, the way the UFC is going, it's not unheard of in fucking MMA anymore either. Um, <laughs> no, no. But yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think either or is. They're both difficult for their own reasons. Mm. And well, both that's, for their own reasons. I'll throw that question at you. Get your opinion. Good question. Um, but yeah, that that's us for today. Thank you to everyone who submitted questions for us. We always enjoy that part because we never know yeah. what we're going to get. Oh, um, great questions as well. Yeah. Um, I, I like to think of our listeners' questions being like a box of chocolates. <laughs> as far as Gumpon said. <laughs> yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> never understood that quote, you know. Like, it's a great quote, fair enough, but it makes no sense because you get a little picture telling you what's in there. Yeah, true. As an <laughs> so oxy thing, in, in, in a box of chocolates, you know exactly what you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that, you know. I forgot about the little little piece of paper. It's like, oh, this is an orange swell. Yeah, yeah. Now I know what I've got. So, yeah. it's um, it's a fun, it's a brilliant but flawed saying, but it's iconic. So yeah, especially how he says it. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe like in the in the early nineties and when Forrest Gump was growing up, you didn't get a piece of paper which told you what chocolate you were getting. Maybe yeah. Maybe it was just maybe that's a new thing. It was just like chocolate roulette. You know what I mean? Now, again, thank you to everyone who uh, submitted questions for us. Um, we will have some interviews lined up again soon. Um, if you haven't already, check out our interview with Rachel Pennington. Um, it's available on all, all your platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple. Um, the link will be in our on our Twitter page. Um and also, you'll, you can find it on YouTube as well if you mm-hmm. want to look at our two ugly mugs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, don't know why you would want to look at our mug, ugly mugs like, but, you know, if, if you want to do that, then the option's there. Um, so, yeah, yeah I'd say we're going to if, if you're a fan of Raquel, I think he'll do more for that. Yeah, I think he'll just blank yeah, out Yeah, obviously, our, that, our that's mugs. the main reason. That's yeah. the main reason. I'd, <laughs> I'd blank out our mugs, to be fair. So, um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get in a few more people on. In the, in the coming weeks and months, um, couple of returning guests, which will be fun because we haven't done that yet. Yeah, um, be first. Won't say anything yet, but um, we're looking forward to getting them both back on. They know who they are. Um, yeah. And yeah, as we keep saying, the list it, it doesn't seem to be going down because we'll get rid of one person off our list that's agreed to come on, and then someone else will agree to come on. Yeah, yeah. So the list of completed guests 
gets longer, but the other the list of upcoming guests stays the same. <laughs> so but it's, we're, it's we're in a bit of a loop because it is. Th- there's always content then as well, you know, and then yeah. plus these little ones that we do and the feed yeah. ones, you know. There's... And at one point we're gonna have a really interesting guest on or multiple guests. I don't know how that's gonna work exactly, but we have got um. I won't say too much about it because we haven't actually agreed to date with them or not on yet, but they have agreed to come on uh, a band we've got. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to agree to come on, which will be very interesting. Um, well, there'll be different from others, I think. Yeah, so hopefully we can arrange that one at some point, but we're looking forward to it. We've got lots to bring you. Um, yeah. We'll always be back with our recaps. We'll always, um, you know, and we'll throw in the odd themed episode, the odd non-MMA episode. So... Yeah, lots of stuff to bring you. We look forward to it. And thanks, everyone, again. This is the greatest. I love it. It was super necessary. Delicious.